Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guests will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here today. Last week, I was not here. I actually had an encore episode, um, Mystic Molly, they played when she was on talking about her tarot reading. The reason that that was done was because, well, I was supposed to move last week. And if you guys follow the show and, you know, you've listened for a while, you know that that move was supposed to happen last Wednesday. And it did not. It actually has been delayed. And so I'm still in California, um, hoping to move on Monday. That's the big plan. So, but it has been a lot harder to find a place that fits us in Las Vegas than we thought it was going to be. And so, still here. Um, I am using my laptop today, which is really old. So, I'm hoping that it sticks it out through the show. But that's all that comes with moving. And next week, I'm really hoping to be live too. We should already be there. So, Fingers crossed that I'll be able to, to be live for you. So this week, we're going to be talking about the life of a psychic. And I'm going to be sharing stories with you, my journey with you, about how I found out I was a psychic, what it's like, the different things that I face. I really can only talk from my perspective because I'm just me. And I don't know if this fits other psychics. I do know quite a few others. But we don't a lot of times get into these things. And so I'm not really sure how they relate. But this is how the journey has been for me. And this is how my abilities work. I get asked a lot of questions about my abilities. And that was one thing that made me want to do this episode this week was that these interactions, especially over the last week that I've been having with people and them asking me questions about my abilities or actually even just assuming that my abilities work a certain way. Plus what I'm going through right now has, it's been very confusing to me relating to my psychic abilities because I really saw something different happening with the move than what's happening right now. And so that made me not question my abilities because I know that I'm a good psychic and animal communicator, but it makes you doubt yourself a little bit. It makes you wonder what's going on. What, why is this happening the way that it is? So I wanted to get into that and, and talk about it a little bit. Uh, first of all, if you have any of these abilities yourself, and you've never really developed them, but want to. One of the things that people say to me is, but I don't want to be a professional psychic. Well, you don't have to. This was my calling. This was what I was supposed to be doing. I have been an animal communicator all my life and learning that I was a psychic medium was just kind of the icing on the cake, really. This was what I was supposed to be doing. So if you do have some of these abilities, it does not mean that you need to be a professional psychic. These abilities are very, very confusing. And I'm hoping that with this episode, I will be able to help some of you that if you do have some of these things going on, that maybe you can relate to me or understand a little bit more about your own abilities so that it won't be as difficult for you. Because one of the things that has been really hard for me is finding people to relate to. I didn't open my psychic abilities until about six years ago. And I was 40 years old at the time. So I was very much an adult and, you know, surrounded by people that have known me my whole life, didn't know that any of this was a part of me. And so I've tried to make new friends within this spiritual community 
which has been really hard. But nobody really was there to mentor me and to be a help to me. And I want to be that for others. I want to be able to help you guys with these questions that you have. Also to know what a good psychic is like so that if you go to a psychic, you know what to look for and you know what to expect because that is definitely one of the top things that I've run into in this business is people don't know what to expect. And they expect, first of all, that I'm going to know everything, which is not the case. I don't know everything. Or that every little thing that I say is going to be down to the detail. And I'll give you an example, actually, of what a stickler I used to be on this before I learned about my abilities because I used to see psychics all the time. But I understand that unless you have these abilities, sometimes it's really hard to believe that these actually exist. So you may go to a psychic and they can tell you like, you know, all these things about you. And then there's one thing that they get that isn't exactly spot on and it throws you off. So I went to this medium after my mom passed and she communicated with my mother and it was very, very healing. But one of the things that my mom said was, how are the birds? Okay, well, when my mom died, I did have three birds. And after she passed, I ended up rehoming two of them because they became breeding birds. And so I only had the one. So because I only had one at the time of the reading, I expected that my mom through the psychic would say, how's the bird, not birds. So I really was like, mm, that doesn't make sense. Well, I realized now that it makes perfect sense. Like we don't get every little last detail and some things don't make sense. Like if we get a vision of something and we have to kind of work it out, like, what is this? What am I seeing? There was a vision that I had during a reading a few months ago for a friend of mine whose husband had passed away. And what I saw was this stuffed toy that looked like a pony, but it was a unicorn and it was rainbow. And I saw this and I'm like, I have no idea what this means at all. And she didn't either. And I said, well, maybe it's a gift that's coming to you or something, you know. Well, she ended up telling her daughter about this, that it happened. And her daughter was actually the one that had this rainbow unicorn pony. If she wouldn't have gone to her and asked that, she would have just gone along thinking I was wrong. There was nothing that came of that. So there's a lot of different variables that go with these abilities um, as far as, you know, what comes in and piecing the puzzle together, what you take from it. So always be open to interpretation when you're getting a psychic reading that sometimes it might not be spot on like bird birds, but it's close enough. And when it comes to these abilities, it, that really is as good as I mean, there's a lot of people that do these abilities that are very, very, very spot on. But like for myself, I'm still kind of a baby medium. I'm still moving into these things. So as uh, and I don't expect that a lot of these things are actually going to change because they seem to be pretty standard. The visions that don't use don't always make sense or the things that I'm told that don't always make sense or there's like a play on words maybe with something. So these abilities can be very, very confusing. Some of the most common things that people say to me or ask me is things like, you must know everything or you can't just ask the, for the answers yourself. Like if I'm going through something hard in my life, a lot of times my friends will ask, well, you can't just ask your mom. Well, I can. But two things about this is that, first of all, this is my own life. And because I have such a personal investment in it, sometimes what I hear isn't what I want to hear or it isn't what I think that I should be hearing. And so I might shut it down. And so 
asking the question isn't necessarily going to get the answer. Sometimes also I'm not supposed to know the answer because life is life. And if I knew absolutely everything before it was going to happen, life would be pretty boring and I would honestly be able to navigate it probably perfectly. But this allows me to still be human, to not have to use my abilities for everything that goes on in my life. And I don't. I really actually wish that I could do my job and then not use my abilities on pretty much everything else because it does complicate things. It does complicate my life. Um, you know, I say that now, but I probably, if that happened, wouldn't really like it. But it is complicated and it is confusing when you're trying to decipher things for your own life. I also get a lot of people that assume that I can read their minds or that I know what they're thinking right now. Like, you know, they find out a psychic, a psychic and they're like, well, what do you think? What am I thinking right now? Well, I'm not saying that I can't do that, but it doesn't just come to me. Like if I walk up to somebody, most of the time, I'm not going to get something about them unless I need to or I'm looking for it myself. So just walking up to somebody, it's not, I'm not going to hear what's going through their mind. Um, there might be an overall sense of how they're feeling, what they're feeling about me, uh, those types of things. But it's not like I know what you're thinking all the time. Also, people, they're skeptical. They're skeptics, right? And so a lot of people might think that I'm lying. And I haven't had a lot of people actually say that to me or think, you know, or, or come out and say that they don't believe my abilities. But because I'm a psychic, I see it in the people. And I, I do feel that, that, okay, they're a little bit skeptical. And that's okay. Because up until the day that I got these abilities, I was skeptical as well. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that these are real and that it really is just about finding a good psychic. They're not all good. I've been to some pretty bad ones. And I'm not sure what that's about. A little um, something about how these abilities work, at least for me, is that every day is different. So if I wake up in the morning and I start doing readings right away or I raise my vibration, like I turn on music and I'm really happy and having a good day, I will be connected. And I usually for the rest of that day, as long as I can keep my vibration high, I will continue to get random things throughout the day. Things about how my day is going to go, um, people that might be reaching out to me, whatever that may be. But if I wake up in the morning and I'm annoyed or frustrated or having a bad day and I don't do readings and I don't do anything associated to my abilities or listen to music or anything like that, then it's very possible and most likely actually that that day is not going to be a very good day for my abilities. Now that doesn't go with my job. My job is different, but it comes to the things that I just randomly get throughout the day. Like I said, things about myself, how connected I feel. Lately, because of things that have been going on in my life with the move and such, I have not felt connected very much when I'm not working. And that has been really, really hard. And one of the ways that I know for certain that it's not just, you know, the way that I'm thinking is that I have a song that I use with my mother when I'm at in times like this. And that song is um, Hollow Notes Out of Touch. And I've heard it every single day for the last week, at least I'm going to say before that even. And it's so frustrating because it's like, okay, I know that I'm, I'm out of touch. I know that my connection isn't what I would like it to be or what the, the universe or my mom or the other side would like it to be. But when life is stressful and there's negativity all around you, 
it's hard to keep your vibration up. And then really like the way that this works is the other side has a, a vibration, right? Which is way higher than anything that we experience here because it's heaven. It's different. So for somebody like myself that is a psychic, in order to get really, really good information, I need to be closer to their level. I don't ever expect while I'm on this earth to reach their level, but I try to get as close to it as I can because what they have to do is lower their vibration to get to my level so that we can communicate. And the more level that we are, the better the communication is. So it is varying. Every single day is different every day. So I never know what I'm going to experience that day. I never know what the universe is going to tell me. Um, sometimes I'm told things that I don't want to hear. And those can be very difficult because life isn't always easy. And like this move that I've been going through, it doesn't always go smoothly. And I would say it was a couple of months ago that I just, I just got this feeling. I just felt it. This isn't going to go smoothly. And I kept hearing it and I drew some tarot cards on it and I had to accept it. I had to accept the fact that this move was not going to go smoothly and that whatever came my way, I would be able to face it. And knowing that ahead of time probably was helpful because since I've been going through this, I realized that they told me, they told me it wasn't going to be easy, but also like you sit there and you wonder, right? You, as a psychic, I wonder, well, what's it going to be? What's going to happen? And I did go to one psychic that um, I thought, I am actually kind of embarrassed, I thought was completely wrong or I wanted to believe that she was completely wrong about what she was seeing because I was kind of trapped in my own ego, kind of trapped in a place that I didn't want her to be right. But she'd been right that this was not going to go smoothly. And she said it after I had felt it. But for her, the tower card came up. And if you know anything about the tower card and tarot cards, that is like a very scary card for a lot of people. It means upheaval. It means, you know, prepare for something that's coming. And she was like, you know, I don't normally get this stuff, but this could be like a fire or a problem with your car. And my mind just started going a million miles an hour of all of the things that this could be. And well, we went through a hurricane is what it was, a hurricane and an earthquake combined on the way back from San Francisco. We've gone through all of this stuff that's just kind of been a nightmare. The, the house, the first house that we wanted, my brother-in-law looked at it and said that the air conditioning wasn't up to code. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's what she was talking about. Um, but it's kind of scary when these things happen and you're like, I, I don't know what what's going to happen now. And you want to know, but having that connection doesn't mean that I'm going to know. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to figure these things out. So I have to just prepare myself for whatever's going to happen. And I really have. I spent probably the last month trying to ground myself for whatever was coming my way. And that has been really, really difficult. Um, and I have not been as open to psychic messages as I would like to be. And that too has made this difficult. So when you know a psychic or look at one of us from the outside, see our lives, see what we're going through, don't think that we have it all together or we know everything to do because like at first I wanted that. I really did. I was like, just tell me everything. But now it's like, I realize that if I did know everything that was coming, first of all, I would worry to the max, uh, which doesn't need to be that way, but it really would be boring. Every, life would be boring. If it said, if, if they would have said, 
this is what the problems are going to be. This is the house you're eventually going to have. This is how long you're going to have to put off the move for all of those things. My life would be boring. And is this hard? Yeah, it absolutely is. And as a psychic, should it be easier? I don't think so. I think I'm still supposed to be here and have the human experiences and make the same decisions and same mistakes that everybody else is. This isn't a superpower for me to help myself in my own life, even though it does do that. This is a superpower for me to help other people. And that's what I really want to do with this. I love helping people. I love helping with the animals. I love bringing the spirits through. Uh, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point, to get to a point where I'm confident, where I feel like I can do my job under pressure. Uh, at first, I didn't feel like that. I felt like if I was having a bad day that I should just cancel my readings. And now I've learned that unless I'm really, really, really having a bad day, that I just need to go about it. It's my job. I need to do my job. There's, I can't tell you how many times I've come on this radio show. Today is not one of those days, but I've come on this radio show after crying about something or being in a bad mood or not having my vibration high enough. But I did it anyways, because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what the abilities are here for. So let's go ahead and take a break, friends. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit of history about um, how I learned about my abilities and and things that have happened to me in the past and some personal stories. So stick around. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guests will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Three four six nine one four one. Now, back to the show with Samantha. 
Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, friends. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, we are talking about the life of a psychic. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about how I found out that I was a psychic and how this process has gone, gone for me. If you've been around for a while, you've probably heard some of these stories. So sorry if I bore you with the same stories. Uh, but it really is like a journey that I've been on. And I guess the first vision that I have that I remember I was really little um, well, seven. And that was when I first was able to learn to talk to animals. But besides being able to talk to animals through my life, I have had visions. I have known things. I have felt things. I have been able to predict things that I wasn't sure how this was working. But because I didn't really know any psychics myself, I really figured, you know, this wasn't, I'm not a psychic. Like, how can you be a psychic just because Sometimes you have visions about things like, okay, that's just intuition, right? When I got to be about uh, 17 years old, I was able to predict earthquakes. And that became very stressful for me, especially living in Southern California. It still is very stressful for me because what happens is right before I feel like there's an earthquake coming on, probably like a couple of hours before I start crying for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And Sometimes, you know, we cry. It's life. Life is rough. Right. And so when I cry now and there's no reason or I think there's no reason or whatever, I have to ask myself, is this an earthquake every single time? Is this an earthquake? And I have to analyze in my head. Do you have a reason to be crying? If I have a reason to be crying, then I know it's not an earthquake. But that's one of the weirder abilities that I have. Um, one of the first visions that I remember, like as far as human visions go was a fire actually it was a dream i had this dream probably a month or two before it happened of walking out the back slider door i was oh gosh a sophomore junior in high school i think sophomore or junior doesn't matter but i was young i had this dream about walking out my back slider door and looking up at the sky and it was full of smoke and a couple of i can't remember weeks or months later it happened I was home from school, actually, um, sick home from school. And I walked downstairs and the cleaning lady was there and she didn't speak any English, but she took me and she pulled me over to the door and I walked out the slider door and I looked up and it was exactly what I saw in my dream. And I, I remember the first thing, I couldn't even process the fact that there was a fire happening at that point. I just went, whoa, what, what? You knew this was coming? What, what happened here? Um, but I let it go again because it was like just one quick thing that happened. My mother had a miscarriage when I was nine years old, and I knew that that happened before she told me. I could feel people's energy when I was younger, um, especially as an empath. I didn't realize until I got older that I was an empath. And what that is, is somebody that feels other people's feelings and emotions. So if you cry, there's a good possibility that I'm going to cry right along with you. Uh, and this was an issue growing up. Actually, my mom had a really hard time with this. Like, I don't think she realized that I was an empath because she would actually get mad at me. Like if she was crying and I started crying and got upset, she would get upset with me for crying. Why are you crying? This didn't happen to you. And it's like, OK, but you're hurting. And I feel that I feel all of your emotions and they come on as my own. And if you're an empath, you understand that you literally feel it. You literally, your body, it's like you're a chameleon and you become what that person is. And it, that can be really, really, really difficult. Um, that one I've had to, I've battled a lot learning about. I also, as a child, and I want to share this because 
there might be some of you that have experienced these things and just thought that you were a crazy child. Um, but there were things that I did as a child that I thought were just my imagination. I did remote viewing. Um, what this means is that I would look to see where people are. So I would just close my eyes and envision the person and try and see where they were. And most of the time I was right. Um, I also would try and manifest things, bring things to myself as a child. I tried the mind control, which is possible. It's not, it's not what you think it might be for mind control, but if you're telepathic enough and connected to somebody enough, then you can send them telepathic messages. So it's not really mind control. It's more just sending telepathic messages, which I absolutely have been doing all of my life. Um, I also, as a child, I would try to interpret signs or like set my own signs. So I would be like, okay, if this is going to happen, then show me this. And it would happen all the time as it was supposed to. And I just thought it was my imagination. I had no idea that I was connecting to something and that I had these abilities. It just all seemed like you're a child. And these this people tell you that, you know, you can't possibly be talking to a spirit. You can't possibly be talking to an animal. That's your imagination as a child. But none of these things were my imagination. And I wish that somebody would have encouraged me to continue using those things because my life might have gone very differently if I would have been able to know that these things were real, especially the remote viewing. That's the one that as a kid always tripped me out. Like I would try and see where somebody was. And, you know, if they were like um, my ex-husband, when he would be coming to pick me up, I and like I didn't know because we didn't have cell phones at that time and he'd just be like be there in a little while. I would try and remote view where he was and then he would show up within the amount of time between the space of where I thought he was and my house. And so it was like, whoa, okay, he was there when I felt that. So these things are all very possible. So if you've experienced any of those things, they're not your imagination. There's way more than this too, but these are just some of the things that as a young child that I experienced. I don't remember specifically talking to spirits as a child. Um, I There was really only one person that I can think of that passed when I was younger. And I really wasn't that young. I was like 14 years old. Um, but before that, I, I don't remember feeling anything. And then this was my, my grandma's sister, Annie, that died. She was very young and um, she died of lung cancer. And she had a room at my grandma's where she would stay when she would come to visit. And so they called it Annie's room. And after she died, going in that room was really weird. The energy was really weird in there. And, and it freaked me out. I could feel it every time I went in there. And my mom could too, because she's like, don't go in that back room. It's haunted. <laughs> it's not haunted, but you're making me freak out here because I think it is, you know? Um, so all of these things that I'm talking about, the remote viewing, the intuitive stuff, the interpreting signs, most of this I pushed out of my mind and let go until after my mother passed away. After my mom passed away, things really started changing for me. And I started seeing the signs from her and from the universe and the directions that I needed to go. It took me a few years because the grief really does hold you down. It really, really weighs you down. So I would say, well, she died in 2004. So I would say probably 2007. I really started like coming out of it and wanting to, you know, create my life again because I really, everything had fallen apart there. Uh, and so 
I really started working with my mom on trying to create a language with her through music, through numbers, through different things like hearing her name or messages that were just randomly given by people. There's so many things that she started doing that was showing me that she was around, but I still never really understood that I had psychic abilities. I was here. I was starting to hear things and feel things and see things more as I got older. Um, during the time that I was single, which was about 34, I don't know for a few, there was like two or three years there. Right. There were a lot of things that I felt the universe doing it. And my mom, especially, I always give my mom credit because I feel like she's my main guide. And I felt her and the universe doing this, trying to push me out of my marriage. But I also got into a really bad relationship. After, uh, and that relationship, it needed to end. And I really didn't know if it should end or if it should have ended or not. I mean, I do now. But then I was I was confused, just like we always are right with these things. So this was actually a long distance relationship. And the last time that I saw him, I dropped him off at the airport and I watched him walk away. And as I watched him walking away, I heard this is the last time you will ever see him. And it was so clear. It was clear as day that it couldn't possibly have been my own voice. I was like, whoa, whoa. And it was it was the last time I ever saw him. Things like that kept happening to me. I dated another guy who swore up and down that he wasn't seeing anybody else. And I just knew it. I just had this feeling that that he was. And I just had his name. That was then that he grew up in, in the Simi Valley, the city that I, I lived in at the time. And just with that information and with using my intuition, I was able to find that he did have a girlfriend and who she was and where she lived and all these things that my psychic abilities was helping me, but I didn't realize that that's what was guiding me in this direction. And the universe was guiding me in that direction because this guy wasn't meant for me. But even at that, even when I found those things, I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe I'm reading into this too much. And there's been very many times in my life that I've thought that, that I've thought I'm just reading into this. This can't possibly be what it looks like. But it is because your intuition really is very strong. Even the average person that doesn't have these abilities, your intuition is, is still there. We all have it. What finally set this emotion for me was that I was a pet sitter. And uh, before I was a pet sitter, I worked in veterinary hospitals. And so I have experience giving injections and sub-Q fluids and stuff like that. And so this, this lady called me and she said that she was going out of town, but her mother was staying at the house, but her cat needed sub-Q fluids and mom didn't feel comfortable giving the fluids. So she asked if I would come by every morning for like a week and give this cat fluids. Well, her mother was there, like I said, and we got to talking and the, I think it was the second day that I was there as I was walking out the door, she says to me, can I ask you, has your mother or grandmother passed away? And my grandma actually had passed away that year. And I like instantly started crying because I knew that this is what my mom does. And now grandma was in on it. My mom does this so much. You have no idea. I have people that will just call me with messages out of the blue. She loves to do this, but my grandma was now in on it. And so this lady and I, we really, we started talking, we hit it off, we became friends. And she told me, she's like, you're going to go through this spiritual awakening and it's going to open some abilities for you. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I think that was like October, 2017. Well, around March of 2018, I started 
feeling like, okay, I want to see what she's talking about because I could feel that I was getting more and more intuitive and, and all that. And so I went on these free reading groups in Facebook and I started doing free readings for people just to practice. And everything I said was right. And I was like, there's no way. I mean, that was just like right out the gate. I could do readings just like that, but I couldn't do things like, um, you know, what's in my hand. Like they would put something in their hand. What color is it? What shape is it? I'm really good at those now, but I wasn't at the beginning or like a picture, like an old photo and tell me what's happening in this photo. Those things I wasn't good at before those things I had to build, but the abilities came in so fast that it was, it was came in like a wrecking ball really. And from there, I just started opening those abilities. And after a little while, I started charging for my readings. And that's kind of what's gotten me to where I am today. Um, it has not been an easy road. It has not always been fun. After a few months of having these abilities, I really was way too overwhelmed. And I thought, I can't do this. I just, I can't. And um, I shut it out. I started, I couldn't like really shut it all out because I was still hearing it. it. There were still things that were coming in and I wanted it gone. And so I started actually painting rocks as a hobby and things started coming to me more as I was painting the rocks and I was just really trying to shut it out. And then there was one day that I was, I was still a pet sitter and I was walking this dog Murphy and all of a sudden I heard there's some things coming and you need to get back into your abilities because you need to be able to deal with these things. And I was like, uh, oh, and then I start asking questions at this point. I start asking, what's it about? Who's it about? And a lot of times they won't tell me who it's about because I maybe am not supposed to give a warning or something, but I'll get a feeling or whatever. Um, I didn't know this time. All I was told was that it wasn't good, but it wasn't going to directly affect my life, but it was going to directly affect somebody that I knew and the community as a whole. And I should have I should have realized then actually what it was, but I didn't. Um, it actually ended up being two things on the same day. There was a mass shooting in the town that I grew up in and a fire came through the same town and the surrounding areas. If you're familiar at all with Southern California, this was the Woolsey fire in 2018, I believe. Um, and the reason that it affected somebody so close to me was because my mom's best friend's house burnt in that fire. But she didn't tell me Katie's house is going to burn in the fire because what would I have done? What would I have done? Would I have told Katie your house is going to burn down? I would had no clue. And so I think that this wasn't told to me for a reason. There are certain things that are just not told to me for a reason. If they would have told me about the borderline shooting, what would I have done? I couldn't do anything. So I was just told you just need to prepare for what's coming. It's not about you, but you're going to need to be grounded and help people and whatever. And at that moment, I really was like, OK, you've got to get back into this. And so I did. And then these things happened a couple of weeks later, and it really confirmed what I had been feeling. And I realized at that point, I can't just shut this out. This is what I should be doing. Um, it's just really emotional and it's really hard and it's really, really confusing. I wish sometimes that I could hand over my brain to people that don't understand how these abilities work, just so that you could spend a couple of minutes in my mind to understand, because it's not straightforward all the time, like I've said, and I'm not supposed to know everything. There's certain things that I do know and that I'm told, and I figure those things I'm told for for a reason. But the things that I'm not told, I also realize that I wasn't told those things for a reason because they have a tendency to freak me out. 
So let's go ahead and take our break now. When we come back, we'll talk more about this. I want to talk about some of the things that make this difficult in general for psychics or, you know, some of you might even be thinking about, I really like to get into spiritual work. I'd like to open my abilities, but I'm scared. So maybe I can give you some things so that you know that this is normal and that it will get better over time because uh, it does. It does. The, the beginning of this journey was much, much harder than it is now. I, my intuition really does guide me. Even when I'm not super connected, it really does guide me. Um, I'm much calmer than I used to be. There's a lot of positives that have come with opening these abilities. So like I said at the beginning, if you don't want to use these for a job, that's okay. But maybe if you have them, if you see them, then open them for yourself because it really can be a gift. Um, it's kind of both. It's kind of a curse and a gift at the same time. But I would definitely, if I had to lean towards one way, I would say that it absolutely is a gift. So let's go ahead and take our break and we will come back and talk more about my life as a psychic. Stay tuned, friends. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, friends. Thank you so much for being here today. We are talking about life as a psychic. So one thing that I wanted to point out is that a lot of times when people come to me, they think that I should just know everything about them. Well, 
imagine that you're handed a book about somebody's life. And that book is really big, right? There's a lot of things that have happened in their life. Let's say that they're 40 years old. They have 40 years of experiences. So you're handed this book about their life. And then they say, tell me something about myself. And you have to look through that book and see what there is that you can tell them about themselves. And then they ask you about a particular situation or something in their life. And you have to dig for that as well in the book. It's not all right there is the point. Sometimes there's work. Well, there is work that comes with it. And that's hard for people to understand that you might not know everything about them right away. It's not like you can read that book in one second. So I don't just absorb everybody's information in one second. There's also private things that we're just not supposed to know about each other. And I don't know those things. And I'm very thankful for that. And a lot of people do worry about that. Well, how much is she going to know about my life? I'm only told what the universe wants to tell me. And your private business is not my business. So I don't hear that either. One of the things that I noticed early on in my abilities was that when something bad was coming or I was making a wrong decision, I would start to get really anxious. Or if something just didn't fit, if it just wasn't the way things were supposed to go, I would just start getting really anxious. At the beginning of my abilities, I was noticing this with small things. So there was one night that my husband and I were driving to the San Fernando Valley and all of a sudden I heard, don't go to the valley. And immediately my mind goes to why, why, what's wrong? Why shouldn't I go to the valley? What's going to happen? Am I going to be in an accident? What's going to happen? And actually what that instance turned out being was traffic on the freeway. They had closed the freeway down because there was a car fire. So they were just trying to save us time. There was another time that that happened very close to this one as well, where we were headed to dinner as well. And I heard, don't go there. And I'm like, mm, it was my mom's, it was either her birthday or her death anniversary. And I wanted to go to her favorite Chinese food restaurant. And I was like, no, I've been thinking about this for weeks. I want to go there. So I didn't listen. And we went and the food was horrible. So it could be something just as easy as that. But now I've learned that I listen to those things and I don't let them get me anxious as much as I can. If I don't listen to them, I will get more and more and more anxious. So there was one day when we, before we moved into this house that I was at the old house and my husband and daughter were here and I was going to be headed over here to help around here. And I started getting this really anxious feeling like, don't go, don't go, don't go. But how do you explain that? How do you tell your family? I'm just going to stay home. Like, okay, why? Like we're over here doing all this work and you're just going to stay there. Well, because the universe told me not to go like, People don't want, they don't want to hear that. Like, what kind of an excuse is that? Can't come to work today because the universe told me not to. Um, but there's always a reason. And so now I've learned that I will follow that because that day what happened was I came here and there was a table that I had ordered and I loved this table and I started trying to put it together myself and I messed it up. So if I wouldn't have come here, I wouldn't have messed up the table. But thankfully, they sent us another one. But uh, yeah, that wasn't one of my proudest moments. So when I feel that anxiety now coming on, um, it's something that I really listened to on the way back from San Francisco. I had mentioned we dropped our daughter off there to go to college. Um, I had mentioned on the way back there was a hurricane going on. So I felt for days leading up to this trip, take the 101 freeway home, which is the coast. Don't take the, the inland 
um, road, which is the five freeway, take the coast. And I was hearing it over and over and over again. And so I said to my husband, I'm going to take the coast home. And he said, why? The five is so much faster. And he was not into me taking the 101. And so I was like, fine. So I started listening to him and driving towards the five. And I just kept hearing it, just kept hearing it. Don't do it. And so I said, I'm not doing it. I'm rerouting us. And so I pulled over and I rerouted us and we took the 101 freeway home and the five freeway, especially coming through like the grapevine and Santa Clarita um, was really, really bad, heavy, pouring rain, flooding. It was bad. Um, yes, we went through an earthquake. Uh, we drove right through the city that was having the earthquake when it was having it, but we didn't feel it. It didn't affect us. And I believe very much that listening to my intuition and taking the 101 freeway was the best. Now, what would have happened if I would have taken the five? I don't know. And I will never know. All I know is I got home safely without any kind of drama by taking the 101. There was not a lot of rain. And I'm so, so thankful that I listened to my intuition. So if you ever get that anxiousness where you're feeling like this isn't right, this isn't right. If you don't just listen to your intuition, no matter how crazy it may make you sound to other people, you have to listen to that because the intuition knows better than you. And a lot of times, like I said, you won't know why that's happening. You just have to trust that there was a reason why you were told to go that way. Something else that happens to me is I can be really calm when something bad is happening. Um, and that's a weird one. So we were told years ago at the very beginning of this that um, we thought it was going to be somebody else. Um, but we were told that it was related to our daughter, Marina, that there was going to be a car accident. I stressed and worried until the accident actually happened. Um, we were told she would be 17 years old. I shut down the vision when I started hearing about this accident and 17 year old Marina, I shut down the rest of the vision and just assumed it was somebody else went with that. And um, the day that she got into the accident, I was perfectly calm, perfectly normally calm, not a care in the world, not thinking about nothing. Actually, there was a care because my house was flooded. But as far as that went, like I worried all the time about her driving. But that day, like I didn't worry about it. I was feeling calm. I was feeling OK. And then all of a sudden, wham, out of the blue. And so sometimes I feel like when I'm too calm, that that can scare me as well. There's just a different feeling that comes over me that it's like, why are you so calm? Um, and that sticks with me even after the accident, like when she was in that car accident, I stayed calm for a really long time. And that's another way that I just know, like, it's just a very, very strange part um, of the abilities for sure. Some of the visions too are not always accurate as they're going to be. So there was um, a vision that I had uh, at the beginning of this experience. We have a great Dane and he went in to be neutered and have a gastropexy, which is where they staple the stomach to the side so that it doesn't flip because great Danes are prone to, to gastric torsion where their, their stomach flips. So he went in for that and I was a mess. And I knew that my intuition was telling me something wasn't right, but I go straight to, he's going to die. He's going to die. He's not coming home. He's going to die. I started having visions of him in the pool at the house we live in now with a gray face, with gray around his eyes. And the interesting thing about this is that he is still alive with us. He's six years old, so he he didn't die in that. He did have um, complications from it that um, we had to deal with, but he was okay. He did not die. Um, 
he now is getting the gray around his eyes. So that makes sense. But he never once went in the pool. Like this vision that I had, he was actually sitting on the step in the pool. And so I wonder why was that happening? Why did I see that vision and he was sitting on the step? Well, I think it's just because it was a combination of things. They were showing me he was going to be okay and that he was going to live long enough that he was going to have the gray around his eyes and that we were going to have this pool and that the two may not have been associated, Zuma being in the pool. That's really what it it ended up seeing like it became um, out of that vision. So, But those things happen to me all the time where they just don't make complete sense. Right now, I'm going through one of the hardest ones I've been through. And that is finding a house in Las Vegas because I had a, I had visions of this house leading up to us moving in here for probably a good year or two. And so I've been having visions of a house in Vegas um, that I thought we were going to be moving into. And the no, <laughs> the house, either it's already passed or it's still yet to come in the future. There was one house that fit absolutely everything that I was seeing, but somebody else got it before we even could. And I'm like, how could that have been it? But these homes that we're looking at that we're applying for, there's no way that this was the house that I was seeing. So I have to ask myself, why? Why? Why did they show me this house, but I'm not seeing the next house? And these houses that we're looking at, like in the visions, there's little pieces of everything. Like there's, you know, one of the things that I was seeing was like this round entryway. And some of the houses have that, but they don't have other things that I've been seeing. So it's like bits and pieces. It's really, really confusing. Um, so these things can be really confusing. And that can make a lot of times us not want to use these abilities or work on them. Some of the other things that may keep you from wanting to work on these abilities, um, which they did for my for me, number one was the skepticism and criticism that I felt that I was going to receive by becoming a psychic. And um, so this was interesting, the way that this played out. First of all, I didn't really come out about being a psychic until it had been over a year and I had been pretty open. I've been you know, using my abilities for a while. Um, there were people that knew, but they were pretty much just like closer family and stuff like that. But I didn't want anybody to know because I was afraid of the criticism that I was going to receive. I was afraid that people weren't going to want to be my friend anymore, you know, especially the the ones that believe that this is like dark magic or whatever. I was really worried about that. And you know what? It all happened. Um, not as bad as I thought it was going to. But you know what? I don't care. Do you know why I don't care? Because I know what I can do. And at the beginning, I didn't. At the beginning, I felt like I don't believe myself. So how are other people going to believe me? But now I know how real these abilities are. And I know how, not to sound conceited, but I know how good I am with my abilities to know that it does not matter what anybody else thinks. Uh, as long as I'm feeling good, that's what matters about my abilities. Skeptics, the criticism, I really don't care. And it's so nice to not care, but I had to get to that point and it took me a while to get to that point. So you might be experiencing the same thing. Don't worry if your family, your friends, if they don't like it, they're going to react, you know, whatever way. Um, there have been people that have left my life. There have been people that have distanced themselves from me. This job, to be really honest with you, is a very, very lonely profession. And one of the reasons that that is, is because nobody really understands me. I don't have coworkers that I can go to and talk to and then be like, oh, yeah, I know this, the, what you're going through. Um, when I do readings for people, they have no idea. You know, it, it's, it's a very, very lonely profession. Um, but on the other hand, I've never had so many people want to be my friend. 
And that can be really confusing because it's like people from high school that didn't like me in high school have shown up and like treated me like we're best friends and like, but you were a bully in high school. Like, do you not remember or what's going on? Like people just want to be my friend because of my abilities. And that's really, really confusing. And so I have to kind of like go through and, and weed out people and try and really see deep down who has the best intentions and who is just using me for my abilities. There's also ethical dilemmas that come with this job um, doing third party readings. If somebody comes to me and says, can you tell me about my ex? I haven't talked to them in years. And it's like, no, I could, but no, I won't because that's that's an ethical boundary right there for me. Um, I had talked a little bit too about being an empath with this job. And that is also something that is very, very difficult because when you're an empath, you feel everybody so strong. You feel what they're feeling, what they're going through. Um, and it can cloud your judgment sometimes. My, my psychic side can, or my logical side can a lot of times cloud my judgment. And that can be really, really confusing and really, really difficult. But at the same time, like I said, this job is my calling and I love my abilities and I'm so, so, so thankful to have them no matter how confusing they are and no matter how hard this journey has been. It has been absolutely rewarding. And I would recommend to anybody that feels these abilities in them to pursue them, whether it's professional or not, just give it a chance. If you're on the other side of things where you don't have any of this intuition that you're feeling or abilities and you're just maybe want to talk to a psychic, just know that there's a lot of us that really are really good at what we do and we're very sympathetic and empathetic and do a good job for you. There are scammers out there, I'm not saying that there aren't, but you can find a good psychic um, and they will really, really can help you in your life. We're not meant to just sit here and tell you your future. We're meant to guide you to be more like spiritual coaches. So my friends, that is all that we have time for today. I am really, really hoping that I'm going to be able to be live with you next week. Thankfully, my laptop held up during this, but I was just thinking, I don't know if I'm going to have internet at the house next week. So I'm going to do my very, very best. But if I'm not here, you know why? That we finally did move <laughs> and that I don't have internet. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to reach me, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can book an appointment there, find the podcast I have with my husband there, all kinds of things. So friends, until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Go out, be kind, use your intuition, and just be a good human. Peace and love, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.